0: Don't listen. Chirp family, what's going on? It's your boy. He is Melody. Melo D, Mellow, Jalil, Drippy, whatever you want to call me. And we are back with another episode of i am going Out Podcast. This is episode 31. Um, I hope everyone's having a good day out there. If you're not having a good day, go do something to make sure that you have a good day because who's in charge of your happiness? You are. Before we get started, I just want to let y'all know to make sure you like, Share, comment, subscribe, retweet, repost, do all of that good stuff to this podcast and for this podcast so this podcast can grow. Thank you. I really appreciate that. (laughs) See, I put it in the beginning this time, so I didn't just have to clip it in there, but it is our 31st episode. Um, This is our, who wore number 31? This is our Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes. I think he wore number 31 for the Chiefs, like, in my childhood. Yeah, Priest Holmes. What the fuck? And like Charlie Villanueva, you <laughs> you know that like that old basketball player that like he ain't had no eyebrows and he was bald. He wore number thirty one too. So yeah, I'm I, I'm gonna go with Priest Holmes because he's <laughs> he was way better. <laughs> Charlie Villa Villanueva was just like he was just a ja- he was a jag in the in the, uh, in the NBA. Just a guy, just another guy. That's what Jag stands for. But um Yeah, man, what's going on with you guys? Um I hope everyone's mental spirits are high and um or at least higher than what they were yesterday. If that makes sense. I want you to have I want you to have a better today than you did yesterday. If you even if you had a good yesterday, I want you to still have a better today. And then tomorrow can be better than the day before. Yeah, I, I don't know some some positivity for y'all, but um, yeah, man. So one of the craziest things that that I uh, just found out on the internet today is that um, the song "Poison" is apparently about a chick that gave all three of them niggas chlamydia, chlamydia and they made a timeless banger afterwards. <laughs> um, that shit is crazy because, I mean, I, I guess if you really sit down and listen to the lyrics. They definitely gave her something like they she definitely gave them something. But the fact that all three of these niggas fucked with her. And got chlamydia is crazy. Like. I want to know, did they if they like ran a train? So was it like one after the other? Because how the fuck do y'all all fuck like if y'all all fucked with her at different times, right? How the fuck did y'all all get chlamydia? Y'all it had it had to have been a train. It had to have been like one of those like groupy scenarios. And she was probably like, oh, I'll fuck all y'all. And all and y'all was like, Well shit, fuck us all then or something. Because I really don't it's not it's not clicking for me how if y'all like let's say F Bell Biv DeVoe. I don't uh like you got Bell. I think that I the name Ronnie. Ronnie Ronnie Bell, Michael Bivens, and I don't know the nigga DeVoe name. But yeah. So you got Bell, right? If Bell hit it, let's say Bell hit it in June. And then Biv hit it in July. And DeVoe hit it in August. You mean to tell me you niggas is in a fucking y'all in um in a, a a singing group, an R and B group, and y'all niggas ain't talking. Like, hey, bro, watch out for that. Bit. Like, I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, it had to have been, it had to have been some groupie nights where she was just like, oh, I want to fuck all y'all, and they was all like, well, come fuck us then. And they like, yeah, that's what I'm jacking because it just doesn't make sense. Like, there's no way she could have burnt all three of them niggas like at different times, bro. They. <laughs> And if she did She might be she That girl, we gotta get her story She's goaded If she burnt all three of them niggas at different times Because you niggas is dumb Or she just had to been She had to have been bad as fuck If she burnt all three of y'all at different times She had to have been bad as shit <laughs> Oh man uh, But yeah, that was funny Um the internet has been crazy the last couple of days, so obviously you know I'm I'm gonna get into the whole Meek and Diddy and Lil Rod situation, obviously. But we're we're will wait we'll wait until later for right now. Um, <laughs> Next, Lido um, on Tuesday. If you guys don't know, Cinemark. This is not an ad, obviously, because I don't have any ad money or anything. But Cinemark, uh, I think the one in Somerdale, the one out here in Philly too. Um, they do like $6 movies on Tuesdays, bro. So, uh, Angela and I, we made a little date night out of it. We went and we, we got some Qdoba, and then we went to the movies, because the, the movies is right next to Qdoba in Philly. So, yeah, we went to go see the Bob Marley movie, One Love, and... um. In my opinion, that movie was just like a quick money grab, bro. This is probably a spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie. So, if you had, if you want to see the movie and haven't seen it, maybe fast forward this part. But yeah, it's been out for. It came out on Valentine's Day. It's the 29th ninth, and been out for two weeks. So you should have seen it by now. But um. In my opinion, bro, this was really just like a quick money grab, and it was kind of nasty for real. Like, it was kind of nasty in my opinion for real, for real, bro. Like, the movie itself did not go any, it didn't go into Bob's life at all for real. Like, it really focused on, like, I don't know. I thought it was a biopic. Like, I thought this was about to be a bi- a biographical movie or whatever, you know? So, that's what I went in with my expectations to be like, oh, I'm about to learn more about Bob Marley's life and everything like that. No, bro. The movie focused on, like, I think it was, like, three years. It was, like, from, like, 75 to 78. That's the only thing that it focused on. And, bro, they left out so fucking much stuff. Like, they left out so much, bro. Like, it was crazy. Like, first off, bro... Bob Marley had at least 10. He had at least 10 kids. I don't even know all them niggas' names, but I know he had at least 10. I know he had um, I think it was like a Sarah uh or a Shelly or something. But he also had Rohan, Damien, um a David, which is Ziggy. Um, yeah, he had a bunch of fucking kids. Clearly, like I don't know all of them niggas' names. And I got Bob Tattered on me. This, this is my guy. So, like, I was excited to see this movie, bro. They left so much out. Like, at least 10 kids this nigga got. They mentioned one of his children one time in the movie. They mentioned Ziggy. That was it. And you did, they didn't even, like, give him, like, in like, go in detail on the kids or anything, bro. Like, they just said, to, uh, they just said Ziggy at, at some point in the movie. So, you knew he was talking about his son. But, yeah, if you, if you didn't know anything about Bob Marley and you watched that movie, you would think that Bob Marley was just, had, uh, he just had, he was married, well, he was married the one time, but he only had one woman in his life. That movie makes it seem like, oh, uh, damn, I forget her name. But the dark-skinned girl that was um his, like, main love interest in the movie, it made it seem like she was the only woman that he dealt with until one random spot in the movie where she talked about, "Oh, you having kids with all these other women." They didn't show any of that shit. They didn't show him with bitches or not bitches, but he didn't they didn't show him with women in like Paris and all this other stuff. Like, bro, it was so bad. Like, they made it really seem like if you know about Bob, you know he had a lot to do with like trying to create the peace and shit in Jamaica, right? And um bro, they really made it seem like Bob gosh, they shot Bob. He got traumatized and he fucking left Jamaica for years and that was it. That's how they made it seem. Like they didn't make it they didn't really go into detail about how he was like uh the def- like a really big factor in helping Jamaica be what Jamaica is as we all kind of know it, you know? Like they didn't really Bro, his music career spanned from, like, 1965 to, I want to say, like, 1980-something. Hold on. Bob Marley. Let me see. Because I, I know he died. He died early. He died at, like, 36. Uh, In 81. Yeah. So, from 65 to 81, his music career spanned it. They, they focused on three years, bro. Like, that was so fucking weird. I did not like that shit at all. And then, bro, at the end of the movie, they did the whole, like, Unity, the Unity concert that Bob was known for, right? Bro, if you didn't stay to the end, end, end of the movie, because, like, once that, once they showed that scene, then the credits came and everything, and then they talked about it. Like, no, they didn't talk about it. I'm lying. Me and Angela, we was looking this shit up. They ended up, like, once you, if you've seen that movie end, you would think, oh, Bob did this concert and all is forgiven, all is well, it's all peace now. The prime ministers and the other people, they made him reconcile. Nigga, no. Within two years, them niggas was dead. Like, <laughs> like that's what I'm saying, bro. They left so much out of that movie. And it's like, if you didn't know anything about Bob Marley and you went to go watch that movie, you're not going to really know anything about Bob Marley afterwards. Like it was just like a puff piece. And like, I kept seeing, I kept seeing people on, um, on TikTok talk about the movie before I seen it. And they kept saying like, yo, this movie is not authentic. It's like, and I won't say it's not authentic because they definitely did have, they had a lot of authentic Jamaicans in the movie. So that was a good thing. But, I guess they meant because, like, bro, they really did not go into this man's life at all. Like, nothing. They, like, look, Bob Marley used to live in Delaware. He lived in Delaware for, like, a good, I want to say, like, three, four years, right? Bro, they just, they just meant, they smallly mentioned Delaware. Like, but, no, this nigga actually was out here working in Delaware in the warehouses and everything. Like, Work some of those um some of his nights and working in Delaware um inspired some of his songs like I think like Night Shift is one of the songs or something but yeah bro like they didn't go into depth on anything you wouldn't even have known he stepped foot in Delaware because yeah they mentioned Delaware in the movie but in the movie they talked about he sent the kids and his wife to to Delaware and then called his wife not even a month after when he was in London and was like, I need you over here to help me make this album. That's not how that shit happened, bro. Like, I don't know. I just didn't... It was a... Okay. It was an okay watch. Like, it wasn't a bad watch, but it just... For what the movie... What I thought the movie was supposed to be, it was not that. Like, it just wasn't that at all. Like, I don't know. I it sucks because i was looking forward to liking that movie like i i thought i was going i thought i was going to enjoy that movie thoroughly bro to tell you the truth i was fucking fighting sleep at the end by the end of the movie i was fighting sleep because i'm like yo this this i i just i lost interest because it was like i'm like this shit is not like authentic or actual or like You know, like, it just wasn't real. Like, I don't know, bro. It was, like I said, it was just a puff piece. And I didn't really, I didn't really fuck with that. I really thought it was just, like, a quick money grab. And it's crazy because I listened to Rohan, uh, Rohan Marley on the Drink Champs interview. And he was talking about how, like, the family and, like, I think Ziggy and one, Sharon or, one like, two of the kids and Rohan, he said himself, like, they had to do with this movie like they were in they were involved and I'm like how the fuck how because this don't this seem like you know what's the craziest part Brad Pitt executive produced this movie (laughs) and not even to throw Brad Pitt under the bus or whatever or whatever but like I was gonna say that before I even just uh, remembered that part but like this movie seems like there were some white people who were big fans of Bob Marley and they only knew a little bit about him. And they went and made the fucking movie. That's what it seemed like this movie was about. Like, I don't know, bro. Like, they didn't they didn't get into his childhood life or nothing. Like, the movie was fucking, like, it was just random. It would just randomly jump into, like, small little three-minute scenes of, like, young Bob Marley and his wife when they were, like, maybe teenagers. But that's it. Like, bro. And it would it would come at such random times, like I don't know. I really didn't, I didn't really fuck with that movie that much, and it's sad because I wanted to. I um as of now, like that movie gets maybe like a six and a half, no, a six, just a six. Probably could go lower, but I'm giving it a six. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was my review on "One Love" by Bob Mar, uh, "One Love" Bob Marley. Go see it if you want to, or just wait. I'm sure it'll be on some streaming app in like a month. So, excuse me. Yeah, watch it when it comes out, and then we'll talk about it, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, nextly, I don't know if y'all heard, but, um, according to Fox News, <laughs> more of us black people are gonna vote, vote for Trump because of those ugly-ass sneakers. <laughs> Bro, they was really on fucking Fox News saying black people are gonna, this is gonna make black people like Trump more and vote for Trump more. <laughs> Yo, Fox News is literal fucking comedy, bro. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't get them sometimes. The craziest part is that's that's the news station I kind of grew up watching because that's just what we got in our house, Fox 5. That's what you knew about. That shit is crazy, though. But, um, yeah. (laughs) While that was happening, Trump was given the champion. (laughs) I can't even get this shit through. But Trump was given the Champion of Black America Award by the Black Conservative Federation. (laughs) What the fuck? They made up an award for this nigga and was just like, you know what? You're the champion of Black America. We're going to give you this award. (laughs) Like, bro, what the fuck is happening? Like, we are in. (laughs) I can't even say we in a simulation anymore, bro. Like, we in something. But this shit is crazy, dog. Um... (laughs) Look, I'm going to put this little video in that I got from. Shout out the Jimmy Kimmel show. I got the footage from them, and I like, he had bits and shit he was talking about, but I took them out, but I'm gonna put this little Trump video in there, so y'all can see how crazy this nigga was talking towards the Black Conservative Federation. <laughs> and, and just to let y'all know, there was about Seven black people in that whole fucking crowd that he was talking to of a, a good maybe 100 to 200 people. It was about seven black people in the Black Conservative <laughs> Federation, bro. Oh, my God. You won't see that, though, because they made sure to keep the video directly and tight on Trump. But Jimmy Kimmel found some footage from around a thing, but I'm not going to show that. But so just watch this video and then, yeah, or listen to this video for the listeners as well.
1: These lights are so bright in my eyes that I can't see too many people out there, but uh, I can only see the black ones, I can't see any white ones, you see. That's how far I've come. That's how far I've come. That's a long, that's a long way, isn't it? I'm up here now rapping to you guys for 45 minutes without any notes because this stupid teleprompter wasn't working. The black people are so much on my side now because they see what's happening to me happens to them. I built a lot of buildings, and I want to tell you, a black worker is a great worker. You've done an incredible job. You know Cary Grant, he was this very handsome guy. I'm going to put it more in this Sidney Poitier. I thought he was very handsome, right? Do we give it to Barry Barnes or Babe Ruth? Huh? Barry? Okay, I'm with, I'm with Barry, hey. Especially tonight, I'm with Barry. I'm being indicted for you, the black population. You see black people walking around with my mugshot. Black people
0: really like Trump. My favorite color is black. That is some of the, I don't think, I don't think I have ever seen worse pandering than what we just witnessed right there, bro. This might be worse. And then Joe Biden saying you're not black if you don't vote for me. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> oh my fucking goodness, bro. <laughs> oh man. But um nextly, <coughs> excuse me. Nextly, I wanted to um, remember I told y'all that I found my uh a new show that I was gonna be watching. It's called the uh, Couple to Thruple the polyamorous, uh, reality show or whatever, dating show, so I watched the first episode, you know, and it was cool, I got some notes for you guys, so, yeah, this is my notes from the first episode, um, so the host is this black guy named Scott Evans, um, he seems kind of cool, I guess, he, he, I don't know, the nigga kind of give me, like, a metrosexual vibe. <laughs> yeah, he gives me a metrosexual vibe, but I guess he's cool or whatever. Um they also have a sex fair a sex and relationship expert on the show called Shamira Howard or oh, she's like an older black lady. She seems cool. I really haven't got to hear her talk too too much yet, but um so Uh, Just to talk about the show real quick. Um, I don't like that the couples aren't really inter... Like, they aren't interracial couples. Um, Like, it's diverse, but it's not interracial. Like, you got a black couple, two white couples, and then a gay couple. Um, So, one of the white couples is Dylan and Lauren. Uh, They've been married for seven years. No, they've been married for two years, been together for seven years. So... Shit, that's kind of like me and Angela, but obviously I'm not a white man. But um, one year into their marriage, they had their first threesome. Okay. Um, their first threesome experience, and they chose this girl named Becca. Becca was kind of bad. I'm not going to hold you. Uh, then you got Sean and Brittany. They are the black couple. They have been together for four years, and they're there. they were there because people always come up to them and tell them that they're hot. And, um, the girl said essentially the relationship, Brittany, she said essentially the relationship was on the line with them coming to the show. I'm like, sis, why the fuck did y'all come then? Y'all shouldn't be here. Like, I think they're there. They're there just for the drama. And honestly, I don't really like that neither. Cause why the fuck you bring on a black couple for the drama, bro? Um, yeah, I ain't fucking with that. But, um. Britney has never been with girls sexually before. So there's that as well. Yeah, they're definitely going to be the drama couple. I can already see it. Uh, They chose uh, this girl named Sanu. She was probably one of the baddest on the show. Um, Sanu and... It was either Sanu or Peach. They both was bad as shit. But nobody picked Peach. But I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, Then you got Ashmal and Ramon. They were the, the gayish couple. I say gayish because Ashmal is like a pansexual guy and then Rahman said that he's bi. Um I think they um I think Ramon Ram, Ramon is uh, Arabic, I think and then I think um Ashmal is Hispanic. I might be I might got that backwards cuz Ashmal kind of sounds more like a Arabic name, right? But yeah, them niggas look, they probably, the, I guess, interracial. That's the interracial couple, but them niggas look like the same. Like, they look like they could be of the same descent or whatever. I don't know. Like, maybe Hispanic, maybe Arabic. I don't know. I can't really tell. Um, But, um, yeah. They've been together since COVID, and they made it through, and they're actually seriously seeking a third. So, they picked some guy named Jonathan. Um, Yeah. Uh, Wilder and Corey. That's another white couple. This is probably the ugliest couple on the fucking, on the show. The girl, core. the girl is named Corey. And that bitch looked like Ratatouille. (laughs) Oh, man. But, um, yeah, they've been together for nine years. Uh, they're just riding the wave to see what happens. And they chose Denise, another white girl. She looked good. Um, so yeah, as I was telling you who they chose, because they got to meet a group of singles and invite them into their relationship for the next month. It was about 14 or 15, like 14 to 20 single people there, like guys and girls, because obviously they had a gay couple in there. Um... All the singles, though, they all look like fucking models. Like, these do not look like regular people. I mean, the couples themselves, other than um, other than Corey and Wilder, the rest of them all kind of look like, I don't know, like social media influencers or something, you know? Corey and Wilder, they look like regular people. Um, yeah, but um, I don't know how real the show is, but it's intriguing, it's entertaining, I'm fucking with it right now. Like I said, Sanu is probably the baddest, the baddest or Peach. Nah, yeah, it was, Peach was bad as shit. I'm really surprised nobody picked Peach. But, um, so they get an option, they get the option to stay or swap in a couple days. I'm guessing that'll, I'll probably see that like on episode two or three, uh, if they swap or whatever, or they stay with their people. And then, um... My last little note: The gay dudes got right to fucking.
2: <laughs>
0: By the end of the show, after they picked Jonathan and shit, um, Lauren, Lauren and Dylan, they wasn't fucking around neither. They started fucking. Uh, what's they chose Becca. They yeah, Lauren. <laughs> I feel like I see my I see me and Angela a little bit in Lauren and Dylan as of right now, just because how the way they move. Um, but yeah, the gay dudes they got right to fucking. They started fucking Jonathan and shit, and then Dylan and Lauren, they started fucking Becca. And, uh, yeah, I think I see myself more in Angela. Oh, me and Angela. I see me and Angela and Dylan and, and what the fuck, Lauren, because like, oh, they show titties and shit on this show, too. So, yeah. Um, As Becca came into their room or whatever, she was getting undressed, and My boy Dylan was just like not really just giving her compliments and was just like, babe, come look at her ass. Look at her tits. They're so cute. Look, you got to get your nipples pierced next. And yeah, like that's the type of energy I'll be giving off. (laughs) And like with all the other couples, they like just got in bed. It was it was it went like, God, girl, girl, Dylan and Lauren, my boy Dylan got right in the middle. That's how you fucking do it, Dylan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I see, I see my me and Angela and Dylan and Lauren because you gotta get as a guy, you get in the fucking middle, you get in the middle so you can cuddle both women, bro. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. So I'll let you guys know when I watch episode two. But uh, nextly, 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 we gotta get into it, brother, man we're getting into this uh lawsuit from Rod what's his name Rodney Little Rod Jones hold on let me get the uh let me get the whistle face <laughs> so I can give <clears throat> the cover photo um
1: Let me see. Hold on, I need to um find the what's her face.
0: All right, yeah. So the plaintiff is Rodney Jones versus Sean Combs, Justin Dior Combs, Ethiopia, Ethiopia hab Lucian Charles Grange, Christina Quorum. Chalice Recording Studios, Love Records, Motown Records, Universal Music Group, The Combs Global Prizes, John and Jane Doe's 1 through 10, and ABC Corporations 1 through 10. Damn, brother, man. Yeah. So, I'm the fucking court document itself is 73 pages long. I just got me, I got a good... I don't know, ten, 10 of them that I want to just read y'all like, bro, because this shit is crazy. So I'm going to just, I'm going to pretty much read them verbatim. So first, let me give y'all, uh, I'm going to tell y'all who Rodney Little Rod Jones is because I don't know who this nigga is, but now we'll find out together. Maybe you might know. But Rodney Little Ron Jones is from the Windy Cities. Chicago, he was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. Mr. Jones is the second oldest and the fourth child out of nine siblings. Mr. Jones comes from a long line of gospel music influencers. Mr. Jones started playing instruments at the age of five. He began playing drums in church. And at the age of 13, he picked up playing the guitar. From 13 to present day, Mr. Jones has taught himself to play over 13 instruments. So basic my boy is a musical prodigy. Yeah. But well, that's what the next one says. Mr. Jones is considered a musical prodigy. His talents have led him uh, have led him to produce and create a commercial marketplace for music that has been recorded by some of the most prestigious and highly acclaimed artists in music history. Throughout the duration of his career, Mr. Jones has worked with Excuse me. Mr. Jones has worked the south side of Chicago music scene playing with the following legendary greats Georgia Mass Choir, Donald Lawrence, the Clark sisters and Smoky Norfolk and the Smoky Norfolk. Uh, I wouldn't say and the Smoky Norfolk, but whatever. On or about August 2022. August 2022. Uh, Mr. Re- Mr. Jones received a call from Mr. Combs requesting that he produce several songs on a rhythm and blues album titled The Love Album Off The Grid. Mr. Jones agreed and his life had been detrimentally impacted ever since. So, now I'ma read y'all. Basically, this is a summary of the events of everything that he is... um loot or alleging that happened, right? Now, I'm not a lawyer, right? We know that. Uh, We gotta say allegedly because these are charges that he's being brought up on and you know you're supposed to be uh, innocent until proven guilty, correct? So, right, there we go. So here are the summary of the events. So we got from September 22 to November 2023, Mr. Jones produced nine songs on Mr. Combs' love album. Uh, Mr. Jones lived with Mr. Combs for uh, for months at a time, spending holidays, birthdays, and missing major family events. Mr. Jones resided at Mr. Combs' residence located in Los Angeles, California, New York City, Miami, and Miami, Florida. Okay, Mr. Jones also spent several weeks on a yacht rented by Mr. Combs in the US Virgin Islands. Throughout this time with Mr. Combs Jones, Mr. Jones witnessed <clears throat> an experience and endured many things that went far beyond his role as a producer on a love album. The claims raised in his complaint have been corroborated through witness statements, video, audio recordings, and images that Mr. Jones has in his possession. So bro took receipt, he got receipts basically He was taking pictures of everything He was recording shit He got witnesses Yeah um,
2: <clears throat>
0: Mr. Combs required Mr. Jones to record him constantly On several occasions Mr. Combs took Mr. Jones' cell phone And began recording himself As a result Mr. Jones has, procured, has secured hundreds of of hours of footage and audio recordings of Mr. Combs, his staff, and his guests engaging in illegal activity. Mr. Jones has secured irrefutable evidence of the acquisition, the use and distribution of ecstasy, cocaine, GHB, ketamine, marijuana, and mushrooms. Uh, The displaying and distribution of unregistered illegal firearms, Uh, Mr. Combs providing laced alcoholic beverages to minors and sex workers at his homes in California, New York, and the U.S. Virgin Islands and Florida. Mr. Combs' chief of staff named Christina Corman, KK, uh, instructing her staff to retrieve drugs so she can provide it to Mr. Combs for his consumption. Christian Combs drugging and sexually assaulting a woman. Oh, my goodness. Mr. Combs detailing how he planned to leverage his relationship with Bishop T.D. Jakes to soften the impact on his public uh, image of the Cassie Ventura's lawsuit, Um, young Miami's cousin and or assistant, sexually assaulting Mr. Jones, actor Cuba Gooding Jr., sexually harassing and assaulting Mr. Jones, rapper Three... Redacted and on Mr. Combs Yacht consorting with underage girls, sex sex workers, and R&B singer Redacted, number four. I'll tell you guys who that stuff is. On Mr. Combs Yacht. Oh, yeah, I read that. Sorry. Sorry. Let me start that over. Rapper Redacted on Mr. Combs Yacht consorting. Uh with underage girls, sex workers, and RB singer redacted in Mr. Combs Los Angeles home consorting with underage girls and sex workers. So that is uh that is a summary of the events, right? So clearly this nigga was doing a lot of freaky shit. These niggas really kinky as hell, bro. These some kinky niggas. Diddy you kinky as shit, bro. <laughs> I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. You was a kinky ass bull. <laughs> Holy shit. So here we go. That I was just reading you. Those was that was bullet point up to 28 that I just read, right? So now I'm jumping, I'm jumping. Jumping around because I told you it was 73 pages. So here, here's this one. Start at point fifty three. Mr. Jones was exec- was sexually harassed and assaulted by Mr. Combs throughout his time living with Mr. Combs. Mr. Jones was the victim of a constant uns- and, uh, excuse me of constant unsolicited and unauthorized groping and touching of his anus by Mr. Combs. Diddy, you is fuck, bro. What the fuck? These events took place in L.A., New York, Florida, and the United States Virgin Islands. In addition to the unsolicited and unauthorized touching, Mr. Jones was forced by Mr. Combs to work in Mr. Combs' bathroom to work in his bathroom as Mr. Combs walked around naked and showered in a clear glass enclosure.
2: Oh, my goodness.
0: A heterosexual Christian man As a heterosexual Christian man, Mr. Jones was uncomfortable with Mr. Combs' advances and expressed his discomfort to Mr. Combs' chief of staff, KK. Hold on. Yeah, to the chief of staff. And KK, uh, that's Christina Quorum. She responded to Mr. Jones, you know Sean will be Sean. You know Sean will be Sean. Bro, this nigga is trying to touch my asshole, and all you gonna say is, you know Sean will be Sean? What the fuck? (laughs) That's crazy. Again, this is all alleged, but that is fucking wild. This nigga is trying to touch my butthole. And you saying you know Sean will be Sean. What the fuck? KK also attempted to downplay Mr. Combs' groping of Mr. Jones' anus and generals as friendly horseplay, stating those acts were Mr. Combs' way of showing that he likes you. Bro, what are we talking about? (laughs) What the fuck? You touching my dick and my butthole. Pause. This is a big pause. It's a whole pause over this whole thing. But that's how you show you like a person? What the fuck? This nigga Diddy is kinky as fuck. Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) What the fuck?
0: None of this shit is funny, but I don't know what else to do. Oh, my goodness, bro. Uh, Despite uh, these assurances on several occasions, when Mr. Combs began to undress and walk around his house naked, KK would say, okay, I'm leaving now, and she would disappear. Bro, this bitch knew what was going on, and she's terrible. KK's hypocrisy is breathtaking at best uh, or enabling at worst. Mr. Jones believed that KK aided and embedded Mr. Combs's sexual assault of him and was working with Mr. Combs to groom him into accepting a homosexual relationship. These sexually deviant acts, one would say Mr. Combs has a pattern and practice of engaging nefarious activity. This ongoing conduct shows that Mr. Combs cannot be rehabilitated. Oh my God, bro. Then it goes on to say, Mr. Combs attempted to groom Mr. Jones into engaging into gay sex. Mr. Combs was aware that Mr. Jones looked up to and idolized producer Stevie J. Right? Stevie J is an American DJ record producer and television personality. Stevie J is a part of the Bad Boys rec- uh part of the Bad Boys Records production team, The Hitman. In 1997, Stevie J won a Grammy for his work with Puff uh on Puff Daddy's debut album throughout the late nineties. Stevie J produced Yeah, so it basically just goes on to say talk about Stevie J and um how Mr. Jones was a fan of him, right? Uh, yeah, hold on. So, Mr. Combs that he used access to Stevie J and his knowledge of Mr. Jones' admiration to Stevie J to groom and entice Mr. Jones to engage in homosexuality. Mr. Combs went so far as to share a video of Stevie J penetrating a Caucasian male without a condom. This was done to ease Mr. Jones's anxiety concerning homosexuality. According to Mr. Combs, this is a normal practice in the music industry. Look, even Stevie, shit, I can't fucking read. This shit is fucking me up right now. But according to Mr. Combs, this is a normal practice in the music industry. Look, even Stevie J is doing it. Mr. Combs informed Mr. Jones that he had engaged in sexual intercourse with rapper number no. 5 Redacted and R&B singer number no. 6 Redacted and Stevie J. Mr. Combs promised to make sure that Mr. Jones wins producer of the year at the Grammys if he engaged in homosexuality. Uh, the following, yeah, so then it's fucking, bro, I didn't I didn't watch the videos but this shit got videos and screenshots of Stevie J and yeah the nigga being yeah oh my god so with redacted 5 this is where Meek Mill comes in at bro <laughs> shit is fucking crazy now you heard it say Mr. Jones informed that he had engaged in sexual intercourse Intercourse with rapper And R&B singer and Stevie J Now where it says Redacted number 5 You go down to the bottom of the page It says number 5 He is a Philadelphia rapper Who dated Nicki Minaj Now it Like I said it doesn't say Meek's name It doesn't say Meek Mill But um What other Philadelphia rapper Dated Nicki Minaj Freeway, Freeway and Nicki Minaj used to go out I don't think so. How about Cassidy? Was it Cassidy? Oskino? Maybe A.R. Ab. Or Uzi? No. None of them. Petey Crack? Was it Petey Crack? Maybe Fresh. Maybe it was Will Smith. (laughs) No. Meek, you are the only Philadelphia rapper who dated Nicki Minaj, bro. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry, bro. You, I'm sorry, you got to hold him. You got to hold that shit. And then the R&B singer that was redacted, he performed at the Super Bowl and has a successful Vegas residency. Oh, wow, I wonder who that is. Hmm. Could it be Usher, maybe? I mean, we've we've heard about Usher and Diddy for years. Unfortunate, but damn. (laughs) And then, um... Oh, my God, bro. Yeah. So then it goes on to say, Mr. Combs and Jay Combs, this is his son, solicit drugs and engages in illicit sex acts with minors and sex workers. So, yeah. Okay, so let's read that a little bit. On or about July 2nd, 2023 in California, Combs had a listening party at his home presenting a present at this party was uh it says r&b artist redacted number nine now redacted number nine this is a grammy award winning r&b singer who had trouble with law enforcement after assaulting a bayesian billionaire i don't know who that is i wanna i think it's chris brown that sounds like chris brown right chris brown got a grammy and Bayesian, I don't I don't know. A Bayesian billionaire. Is, is that Rihanna? <laughs> like, I don't know. Cause like, what do you call barb? She's from the Barbados. What do you call Barbados people? Barbadians? I don't fucking know. But that, that sounds like Chris Brown to me. Could be wrong. I think Chris Brown got a Grammy, but could be wrong there. Um, so present at this party was R&B artist, redacted number nine, Jay Combs, sex workers, and some underage girls. The event began at 7 p.m. Mr. Combs requested female sex workers and required Mr. Jones to solicit them. An hour later, several sex workers appeared. In addition to sex workers, there were at least five women in the crowd who were under the age of 16. Oh, my God, bro. There there y'all go, messing with fucking kids again. Scummy such of fucking scum. Scum. I can't speak. This shit is fucking me up. It got me baffled and dumbfounded. Uh, Mr. Combs forced all the women to drink laced Leon liquor. Upon information and belief, Mr. Combs laced the liquor with ecstasy. Oh, my goodness. Mr. Combs did not check the identification of these underage girls. The presence of these underage women made Mr. Jones very uncomfortable. He attempted to leave. He attempted to leave, and Mr. Combs forced him to stay. Mr. F- Combs went so far as to take Mr. Jones's car keys to prevent him from leaving. This nigga was forcing him to be in an underage freak-off, bro. What the fuck? After being forced to drink the Lace uh, De Leon shots, Mr. Jones began feeling lightheaded and recalls passing out and waking up at 4 a.m. the following morning, naked with a sex worker sleeping next to him. And he puts videos and the shit and everything. Oh my goodness, bro. This shit is crazy. Also, Mr. Jones, he says that the defendant, Christina Corman, is the Gislain, the Gislain Maxwell to Sean Combs's Jeffrey Epstein. Oh my god, bro. So here's some more stuff, too. Hold on. According to Mr. Jones, during the 13th month, the 13th, 13 months he lived and traveled with Mr. Combs, he witnessed Mr. Combs display and distribute gums from his bedroom closet in Miami, Florida, Los Angeles, California, uh, to to questionable individuals dressed in all black. According to Mr. Jones, he, hold on. There we go. According to Mr. Jones, during the 13th month, he lives and traveled with Mr. Combs. He witnessed defendant Corum uh, openly order her assistance to keep Mr. Ho- Mr. Combs high off gummies and pills. So basically this bitch was, she was, she might be the culprit. Yeah, oh man, this just gets deep. The defendant Corman required all employees from the butler to the chef to the housekeepers to walk around with a pouch of fanny pack. A pouch or a fanny pack filled with cocaine, GHB, ecstasy, marijuana gummies, 100 to 250 milligrams each, and Tucci. Tucci? Tucky. Tucci. We're going to call it Tucci. It sounds better. Tucci, which is a pink drug that is a combination of ecstasy and cocaine. Uh, it is important to defendant Corman to have Mr. Combs' drug of choice immediately ready for when he asks for it oh my god so and then here's some more i'm on like i, I was just skipping around for real because it was a lot but mr combs is allowed to wreak havoc now while living and traveling with mr combs mr jones discovered that mr combs had hidden cameras in every room of his homes mr jones believes that mr combs has recordings of defendant Lucian Charles Grains, Ethiopia Habtramarium, and as well as other celebrities, music label executive, politicians, and athletes. Upon information and belief, these individuals were recorded without their knowledge and consent, and as is the case with the homosexual sex tape of Stevie J that Mr. Combs provided to Mr. Jones, Mr. Jo- Mr. Combs possesses compromising footage of every person that has attended his freak-off parties and his house parties. So basically, this nigga got, he got blackmail footage for everybody. Oh my goodness, this nigga is crazy. These niggas is kinky, bro. Uh, upon in- Upon information and belief, due to this treasure trove of evidence, he has Uh, he has in his possession, Mr. Combs believed he is above the law and is untouchable. Uh, Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, Upon information and belief, Mr. Combs employs Jose Cruz as... As his IT director, this writer has spoken to several former employees of Mr. Combs who confirmed that Jose Cruz is the gatekeeper to all of Mr. Combs' recordings. Upon information and belief, Jose Cruz intentionally hides behind the camera and from social media and the internet due to all the incriminating acts he was required to record for Mr. Combs. Yeah, so that's all I'm going to read because, bro, it's way more. I, like, I implore you, please, if you got time, go find this 73-page court document and read all this shit, bro. These motherfuckers are kink, like, these are some kinky-ass niggas, bro. These niggas really kinky as hell. They really kinky as hell, bro, like, I cannot. Bro, what the (laughs) fuck? What the fuck? I don't, man, prayers to the, prayers to Lil Rod, bro, like I said, this shit is all alleged because it gotta be proved in a court of law, right, and they, apparently they have come out, Diddy's team has come out and said all of this shit is lies, and they got undeniable proof that it's lies, and he's just making shit up, but bro, the documents, the nigga got pictures, he got pictures of everything. He got pictures of every almost everything he is claiming. He got pictures and fucking video of it. How can you say that is a lie? You can't. That shit is crazy, bro. And we all know my boy uh, Freak Mill. This nigga is crashing out over these allegations right now. Um, so I'm ba- I'm about to just read you some of his tweets, right? Now, these aren't in order. I'm just going to read them as I got them here. But what <laughs> is tweets? That's why I always come around all these industry niggas with my real friends. You never catch me around anybody from the industry alone. You can't even hold a convo without my dog stepping in the room. It's been that way. I can't, I can't wait till y'all found out I'm the illest in this shit. Now, me. I got to call Cap on that, bro. Because where the fuck was your homies when you was at that Michael Rubin party? Hmm. Where the fuck was your homies when you was in that goddamn swimming pool telling Diddy that you love that man? Where the fuck was your homies at, Meek? Where, where was they at, Freak Mill? I don't know. They wasn't around. You lying. Them niggas don't be around you all the time. Where the fuck was your homies when y'all was in that matching them match, matching silk shirts? Where the fuck was your homies at, Freak? freak meal what the fuck you going to say another one i'm from philly i don't do coke or freaky ass molly nobody won't even offer me coke because i'm that heavy no man or what whatever approach me about gay activity and the whole place don't get flipped woke up seeing this on my uh, on every blog like they know i'm coming because he did drop some music, I didn't listen to it. Yeah, I am gonna go listen to it because I st- I do like your music still. But bro, you are telling on yourself by calling Molly freaky. How you know that Molly is freaky, bro? Hmm. Hmm. You took that shit and you got freaky. That's how you know Molly is freaky. You freaky ass nigga. What the fuck, bro? Oh my god. Another one. <laughs> When I got a girl around me, I'm fucking her twice a day. Ask some of your favorites. Pussy don't control me, but it's like a high. One love to the gay people, but that juicy pussy do it for me. With a fucking a smiley face emoji. I didn't run red lights to get that feeling and all. Y'all weird on here like devils. Bro, you talking too much. Shut up, Meek. <laughs> like, bro, you. This, this ain't helping you beat the allegations, bro You sound like a fucking cornball right here You are crashing out You are fucking crashing out in front of us And then Another one This nigga He tweets Here's the doc Let's go on uh, Let's go on live uh, Let's go on trail live With my name Playing with my name And find a page where my name Is is mentioned and what date so I can get my credit card and show you that the date where I was I don't even know what I don't even excuse me I don't even know that pussy but let's go on trail here bro the nigga tweeted the link to the fucking to the 73 page court documents and if you go through the thing nobody was playing with your name meek it's right there you what the shit said what I just read, that redacted shit, it's right there in those same documents that he tweeted. This is how we know you don't be fucking reading shit, bro. You don't be reading or paying attention to nothing because you, like, show me where to say my name. Bitch, we already everybody said it don't say your name. It says a rapper from Philadelphia who dated Nicki Minaj. Bro, that's you. That's Meek. That's Freak Mill. You cannot, <laughs> who else is it? Uzi never dated Nicki Minaj. We already went through all the Philly rappers. It's you, bro. Sorry. And another tweet, he says, Y'all see rappers with gay styles that want that look. They want that look. Leave them... Leave that to them. I came... I come from the gangsta shit surviving in the jungle. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's true. You did come... You, you're from North Philly, so... It's crazy out here, so I will give you that. But then he says, "Next, uh, um, next, I'm, I'm exposed. Who's behind trying to kill the black image of the most influential artist? Okay, YouTube. Another tweet from him. YouTube cre- uh YouTube creators target black celebrities with AI made fake news. We have too much influence." Google deepfake AI. I'm one of the most purest men in this shit. You'll find out later that's the way it go, right? (sighs) Bro, you're talking too much, in my opinion, bro. You are not helping the allegations at all, Meek. Just stop it. Another one. He says, I would trash any celebrity if they trialed If they child wild move on me, no picks literally go crazy on them. That is all. I'm from Philly, nigga. All my niggas always watch me around this wild ass industry. Meek. Where was them niggas when you was in the swimming pool? That's all I want to know. Diddy told you that he love you, daddy? Pause. And what you say? I love you too. With your ass tooted up in the air. Pause yet again. Over the blanket pause. Meek. Bro. You. (laughs) Like dog. I, I don't even know what to say. Like I don't know what I can say to this nigga. He don't. Obviously he not listening to me. But like just saying about it. Like dog. Just stop. I don't know, bro, but you was you was digging your hole deeper, and then of course the fucking internet is gonna internet, bro. The internet is gonna fucking internet. They found that Meek Mill is following a black cat, a black gay porn account on Twitter, bro. Oh my God, Meek, <laughs> Meek, bro. This this not the fucking. I'm a boss, Meek. This can't be. You know me, I'm so fly. We looking like money every time I rock. This cannot be that same meek, bro. Oh my god. Listen. And if you if you like gay stuff, fine. You can be gay. I don't care about your sexuality. I'll say it on this shit all the time. Sexuality is a spectrum. I don't give a fuck about gay people like not, I don't give a fuck about gay people because I'm cool with some gay people. Like I'm cool and I don't have problems with any gay people. But when I when I say that, I mean, I don't, I don't care too much. You do what you do, but don't, I guess, don't lie about it. Then that's when we like, nah, bro. That's, I feel like that's when you get the ridicule because it's like, what are you lying about it for, bro? If you gay, if you like other guys, that's fine. Like other guys living your truth, but don't fucking act like it's such a taboo thing. When you in behind closed doors, you was getting fucked in the ass, bro. Or you was... You were fucking a guy in the ass. Like, I don't know. Pause. Still pause. Trick. I should have put trigger warning on the beginning of this stuff. But, yeah. Because especially with me reading everything. But, listen, bro. I don't have no problem with gay guys. Just be... Be a proud gay guy, bro. Don't be in the closet. It's 2024. There's no reason for you to be in a closet anymore. I don't know. <laughs> that shit is fucking wild to me, though. Oh huh, man. So yeah, you see that took a book. That, like I had a couple more topics. I'm I'm not even gonna talk about them. I'll talk about them next week. I don't know. But um, so nextly, um, I'm gonna give you all my top and bottom of the week because it's Friday. So. Top of the week, well, this episode is going to be for Friday. The top of the week, we got Christine Creant. I really can't fucking read today. <laughs> but for the top of the week, we have Kiana Christmas from um, Fonda Fultonville. I'm guessing that's the college that she goes to. She put up a quintuple, a quintuple double, bro. 11 points, 20 rebounds, 11 assists, 10 steals, and 10 blocks. Shout out to you, sis. You balled the fuck out. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the logo of your team. I don't know your team mascot, none of that, but i seen that shit online, and I was like, oh, nah, she's the top of the week because she was balling out. How the fuck you get 11, 20, 11, 10, and 10? Now, you was going crazy on that course. Shout out to you. Shout out to you, Kiana. And um, for the bottom of the week, Goes to the fucking top shelf performance football coaches for trying to jump Cam Newton It was five of y'all niggas trying to fight him and y'all lost to fucking Cam Newton What is wrong with y'all? Not to say like, you know, Cam Newton is a slouch or something But it's five of you niggas, grown men At first I was watching that shit I thought they was like teenagers trying to, uh you know, jump him or whatever But no Then you niggas went on a fucking weird-ass press wanting to talk about it. Y'all are grown men. And he was tossing y'all niggas with one arm. Y'all is weak as hell. Y'all the bottom of the week. Hold this bottom of the week and hold it proudly. All of you niggas. I don't even know y'all names, but I know the top self-performance football coaches because y'all niggas wanted to go on a fucking media tour and tell y'all side of the story. Get the fuck out of here. You niggas is corny. Bottom of the week-ass niggas, man. (laughs) Uh those are all my topics. So now I'm gonna get into some fan questions really quickly. Um as I say on every episode, when you see me post pod day, pod time, what's on your mind slash questions? It'll be on my Facebook and my Instagram stories. That's you type in there whatever you want to know, whatever on your mind, whatever question you want to ask me, you want to shoot your shot with my wife and I, that's where you do it at, okay. So, I got four for today. Uh, the first one is from Key Got It. Shout out. Oh, what's good, Key? She's a rapper from Camden. Well, she's an artist from Camden because she don't always just rap. So, yeah. She got a crazy lisp, though. <laughs> you, I fuck with you, Key, but that, list is, that lisp is crazy, girl. <laughs> but um, Key says, how is a guy supposed to handle gay allegations? Does the way he respond confirm, or deny? Um, I feel like the best way to respond to gay allegations is to just, like, you have to be, you have to be, like, stern, firm, and direct, but not too, like, too turned up and yelling and screaming because then niggas gonna be like, ah, oh, nah, that, you're, you, um, you're overcompensating for something or you're you're trying to hide something by being this loud and shit. I think the best way to 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 um, to to handle gay allegations is to just be like this, like make a straight direct tweet or post like. I don't know. Talk about it like I don't know what this person is saying. I don't know where they got this story from, but I am a heterosexual man. I have no problem with gay people but that's just not what I get into. And I feel like after you say that, don't really speak on it anymore because you addressed it. You know that you're not gay, if especially if you aren't gay. Like if you aren't gay and you got to fucking go against gay allegations, the best way to be is just to be straight and direct and just address it one time and that's it. Don't keep talking about it. Don't keep dwelling on it because then... Niggas gonna be like, mm, this nigga might be gay. <laughs> um nextly, we got Caitlin Rooney. She says, I wish you ain't used this uh pick because all I hear is freaky ass Diddy saying, You deserve it, Daddy. <laughs> That's why I did that, Caitlin, because <laughs> I used that video I used that picture in that video in my in one of my first clips, one of my very early clips about Diddy. Being freaky as hell, a overly freaky ass nigga. So it just had to come back around because D- it is. Diddy is an overly freaky ass nigga. And why the fuck is you calling another grown ass man daddy? That's weird. You're kinky as hell. Um, from Yo Productions underscore, he said, "Scaring the hose is a top ten quote of all time." Yes, it is. Uh, because period, scaring the hose like. It just works and it gets the point across without you having to really say too much. Bro, you scaring the hoes. Once you say that, niggas should know like, all right, I gotta tighten up. Maybe I gotta switch or talk about something else, you know? Um, And then Tracy Jackson, she says, to be a casino dealer or not. Uh, Tracy, I say go be one because they make really good money. Uh, I remember I used to mess with one back in um, my time before Angela. (laughs) But yeah, go, go I say go for it. Um, I know that you're going to have to study a lot though because you got to learn all the games and shit and uh, the rules and all that other stuff. But I think it would be a pretty lucrative decision for you. So go for that, Tracy. And um, yeah, man, I'm going to shut up though. Those are all my questions and my topics that I have for today. Um, the song of the day. Is Dripavelli by me? He is Melody featuring Mere um, Pesos. Um, make sure you like, comment, share, retweet, repost, subscribe—all of that great stuff to this uh, to this podcast so this podcast can grow. I'm probably gonna say it twice every episode now. Um, I want you to make it a great day or not. The choice is yours, little bitch.
2: God damn it! We are look. Look, big drip of velvet, fly like a lyric Young nigga shining, whoa, like chandeliers. She served me up, she made my whole dick disappear. Don't try no shit, ayy, my gang in here. Right for my guys, headed Ed and eddies. I'm living healthy, got a big blunt full of veggies. If I hit it one time, she won't forget me. I'm dripping harder, water on me, broken levy. I need love, LL. Spin your block with them chops, give me hell. Put some holes in your face like hell, rail. All these diamonds on my neck, I wear them well. Smoking loud, pack big, what you hear, you hear the smell? Got head from a bitch, don't kiss a tail. No, 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 no. Free the gang, see, bro, in seven years. Never switch up on the gang, give me the chair. Bad bitch when we fucking touch her hair Turn off the light, still shine Chandelier, ain't about that action Boy, stay over there No five, two through three, we over here Big drip of belly Fly like a lyre. young nigga shining, Whoa, like chandeliers She slurp me up, she make my whole dick disappear Don't try no shit, ayy My gang in here, right for my guys Head, head and Eddie. I'm living healthy, got a big blunt full of veggies If I hit it one time She won't forget me, I'm dripping harder Water on me broken levy, look I'm dripping harder, water on me broken levy Pull up with gangin', yeah, we hoppin' out the Chevy If it go down, ain't gotta talk, you know we ready I keep a shooter very close, don't disrespect me, look I got the drip and I'm hot like Tabasco Look, I'm either real nice or an asshole uh, Bag a bitch and it like consoles Got like three grams up in the front toe Look, I don't need no fake love or weak handshakes Yeah, the Drake got me slippin' like some bad bricks yeah, I'm winning, yeah, you tripping up in last place few more years, I'ma call me that Black Rafe yeah, Big yeah. drip of veli, fly like a lyre Young nigga shining, whoa, like chandeliers She slurped me up, she made my whole dick disappear Don't try no shit, Hey, my gang in here right for my guys, head, head, and Eddie I'm living healthy, got a big blunt full of veggies If I hit it one time, she won't forget me I'm dripping harder water on me broken levy